It's Monday. It's January 6th. And the word of the day is Eurasia, which means you already get the joke if you read 1984. Used in a sentence, the United States is allowed to murder people and take over Eurasia if we feel like it. And we try this every single time a Republican becomes president in my lifetime, literally. Our batting average on that being successful is zero. Well, well, on the taking over part, maybe. I mean, they're dead. <laughs> no, we, it went we there. Were, we yeah. record this on Successful. Sunday. Don't get cocky. Don't get cocky. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Trump sees if killing a bunch of his supporters' kids raises his approval rating. Chicago does its best to throw more smoke in the air than Australia. And Nancy Pelosi is going to count to three. One, two, two and a half. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, a quick pre-lead story. The U.S. Department of Agriculture recently pared down its list of nations with free trade agreements. <laughs> uh, apparently, we no longer have a free trade agreement with Wakanda. Nope. <laughs> Seriously, that happened. That's a real thing. Question, can we murder Iran without tariff-free vibranium? Interesting. And I suppose sub-question Actually, first question, what the fuck is happening? Then the, then the thing about the vibranium. Yeah, Wakanda until January 1st doesn't have the same ring to it yeah. as Wakanda forever. <laughs> so. In our lead story tonight, gee, I wonder what the lead story will be. Uh, despite rumors to the contrary, Donald Trump did not start World War III over the weekend because after the way he's treated our allies for the last few years, we're on our fucking own with this one, guys. Right? I have a sneaking suspicion that save Russia, Europe's going to sit this one the fuck out. But yeah, Trump escalated tensions with Iran this week by assassinating a high-ranking Iranian military official, then bragging about it. And you know what? I'm not going to do the exculpatory, well, Soleimani did have a lot of blood on his hand shit that the rest of the media seems to be doing because... He's a goddamn general, right? <laughs> yes. Like, it's his job to have blood on his hand. You'd be really fucking bad at it if there was no blood on your hands. You can't, also, you can't morally justify murder by pointing out that the person you murdered, murdered. Yeah, that is true, according to, like, basic ethics. But lots of people are thinking, okay, Noah, yeah, but... Let's keep that going for a bit longer and see how Trump's eyeballs pan out. I think that would be a good idea. I think I'm quoting Gandhi right now. That's a Gandhi quote. It is, yeah. Plus, I have a hunch that if tomorrow I get my Christmas wish and they kill John Bolton, the headline wouldn't be Iranians assassinate Christian holy warrior. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, yeah, on uh, Friday, a U.S. drone strike killed the leader of Iran special forces, uh, Qasem Soleimani. I've seen it written, I haven't heard it pronounced, Uh, and guests near the airport in Baghdad. Uh, The administration says that they took this action because not killing him would have put Americans in Iraq at risk. Um, And then with the next breath, they told all the Americans in Iraq to get the fuck out of there because they're at risk. So, (laughs) yeah, apparently he's not dead enough, I guess. (sighs) Also, um, how does killing this guy prevent anything? Right? Was he like the last person in their military who... Who knows how to kill enemies of Iran? Is that like institutional <laughs> like knowledge he has that's the gone codes now? or something? Yeah. What the hell are they talking about? Like, <laughs> also, what if they have a demolition man cryogenically frozen? Like, think it through you don't before know. you do something like this. You don't know. And already, 
this is a pretty dumb fucking decision, but it got much worse when Trump did a victory lap around the smoldering body the next day. Idiot. Right? Look, look, I'm not naive. This shit happens. We kill foreign leaders. I get it. But when we do it, we don't take fucking credit for it like a goddamn sleeper cell. Right? Like, we do the bit where we put up our hands and we go like, I guess that could have been anybody that was operating flying death bots in Iraqi airspace. So, you know, if you need any help catching the guys, just let us know. Right? The way fucking Israel does. And sure, Iran still knows who done it, but at least that gives them the ability to play along if they don't want to escalate. Dear Iran, as we say in the diplomacy business, the bomb is in your court. <laughs> um, I think I'm quoting Gandhi right now. <laughs> also, quote. you know, I, I want to point this out. Okay, a lot has been made of the you know, 15,000 or so tweets that Trump sent out in 2011 and 12 predicting that Obama would start a war with Iran to ensure his reelection. And I get that. Right. A lot of people are saying he's trying to provoke a war to either solidify his base or take the news cycle off his impeachment. And I understand that that might actually be the case, but I seriously doubt it. OK, look, any theory that relies on Trump knowing stuff is a flawed theory. <laughs> there is every indication that he had no desire to start a war. And if I had to guess, I'd say he did this assuming that it would be like, you know, dropping the Moab or bombing that Syrian airfield and all the Mike. Pompeo acolytes around him knew exactly how this shit was going to play out and said, yeah, man, that's going to just barely escalate it, right? And, and, and the theory of unimaginable stupidity is bolstered, by the way, by the announcement that we started deploying additional soldiers and, and issuing orders to evacuate after the goddamn strike, right? <sighs> also also uh, bolstered by the please don't retaliate, though, tweets that Trump sent out to <laughs> at Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear at the the real Iran. Dear, would I say dear? Yeah, dear, dear at Iran. Uh, me again, one more time. Uh, I was reading more about that uh, Deepak Chopra guy that I quoted earlier, and uh, he actually thinks that you should not retaliate. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be peaceful. You first. Yeah. Of course, Iran has promised quote harsh retaliation. End quote. Iraqi officials also condemn the action because you know they have the ability to communicate. Uh, there were protests all over Iran the following day. The Iraqi parliament voted to get all the fucking American soldiers out of this out of their country. Oil prices skyrocketed, and the Selective Service website crashed while young Americans checked to see if they'd started a goddamn draft. So you know, war to come after these messages. Mm -hmm. And look. I'm not saying the proper punishment for voting for Trump in 2016 is your kid dying in a war that Trump starts. Because Noah yelled at me. Well, That's why I'm not saying that. Noah no, I, 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 I normally I would yell at you for something like that. But damn it, I did not yell at you for that one. <laughs> that is absolutely the proper punishment. Eli is saying that. Uh, so, saying it. Well, so while we try to figure out who the hell was yelling at Eli, we'll take a quick break from our first sponsor this week, The Great Courses Plus. Noah, Heath, you know what I just found out? If Trump gets impeached, he can run for two bonus terms. No, he can't. No. But don't worry, because if the Senate can get him to say his name backwards, Nancy Pelosi becomes the president. No, no, not at all. Where are you getting this? Oh, uh, Facebook. Dude, you can't trust Facebook for stuff like this. If you really want to know what you're talking about, you need fact-based, objective information like you'll find with The Great Courses Plus. Yeah, and you'd love their newest original release, Going to the Devil, the Impeachment of 1868. Not only can you learn a lot about the process and the history, 
but it's actually a crazy interesting story filled with backstabbings, acts of violence, a cult of personalities, hmm, lots of good that, stuff. That does sound familiar. Sure does. And Going to the Devil is just one of the many videos available to watch or listen to from The Great Courses Plus. You can explore topics across a wide range of categories, all taught by the best professors and experts. You know, I've been addicted to The Great Courses Plus for years. It's why I can fake being the smart one, even though you guys actually graduated from real colleges and I didn't. And here's the best part. Our listeners get a full month of access for free. So start your free month now by going to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. That's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. The Great Courses Plus. Because knowing stuff matters, regardless of what social media seems to think. And Eli's back on Facebook. He's a liar. Probably was there the whole time. Not on Facebook. And in burning hell news tonight, I think Australia took our advice to kill it with fire a little too literally because Fuck. that continent is on fire. Yep. Uh, and right now the political response seems to be, okay, you know that meme where the dog is sitting in the room that's on fire and he says, this is fine? <laughs> that with an Australian accent. That's the political <laughs> response right now. Yeah. Pretty sure Adam Reeks is flying from Sydney right now. Well, uh, you know, partially to save his life, yeah, but partially yeah. so he can walk onto the U.S. Senate floor and throw a giant fireball Hadouken at James Inhofe's <laughs> and then fly to China to do the same thing with China's version of James yeah. Inhofe that I'm sure they have plenty of. So let's talk about the size of the problem. As of January 3rd, when I wrote this, not when we're recording this, there were 14.5 million acres that had been burned. That's nuts. Just about West Virginia, the state that has already burned down. Oh, okay, okay, but when you say it like that, it sounds awesome. So let, let me be clear. This is like West Virginia burning down, but bad. Yeah, that's right? clear. Yeah, much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the animals that lived in that area, you ask? I'm glad you ask, because scientists estimate about half a billion native animals have been killed. And before you ask, no, they did not reach that number by counting bacteria. Yeah, at least partially, because... B bacteria aren't animals. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Different kingdom. And yes, most of those half a billion animals were, you know, anthrax spiders and fucking drop bears with chainsaws. But still, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. terrible. That's like, it's going to save lives in certain ways, but it's terrible overall. <laughs> he thinks Australia's a kingdom. Also, 18 <laughs> people are dead. Uh, but like, who cares? Whatever, man. Well, yeah, I, I feel like anybody who could get taken down by a mere 14 and a half million acre brush fire really shouldn't have been in Australia to begin with, though, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And also, they're, they're queendom. It's Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> And, like, we should point out, it is still on fire. Like, if oh, you're yeah. listening to this and you Google it right now, that number is going to be way bigger than what I said because, you know, fire, fire. Mm -hmm. Also, it's the beginning of fire season right now. In this moment, it's the beginning. And the government is announcing, okay, everyone get ready for fire season. Yeah, right. Yeah. Meanwhile, the GOP is like, uh, wabbit season, duck season, clean coal season, and we're bombing Iran. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, so this story is ongoing. We're going to send lots of love and support to our Australian listeners because non-existent God knows your prime minister isn't going to. 
And by the way, Australia is just fucking anybody that'll send them 10 bucks right now. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's all these people like offering nudes if you donate and, and lap dances if you donate. So, so you can totally get laid for giving like 40 bucks to kangaroos at this point, which is good to know. I'm in. You could just send it to him for, you know, being a good person. Either way. You deserve a way. lap dance, though. Thank you. Ha! <laughs> <sighs> rough story. Uh, moving on. Next up in headlines in Frag the Dog News. Um, you, you remember when Barack Obama's approval rating was getting kind of low in 2012 and he wanted to make sure he got reelected, so he bombed Iran? No. No? That, that never actually happened? Oh, no, 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 right. That was a tweet from Donald Trump that said Obama was going to do that in 2012 and railed about what a gross abuse of power it would be I if the president did that. Like, at this point, I feel like we are 10 minutes away from finding out that Trump was born in Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so welcome to 2020. It's 2020 now. Great. Um, on your right, you'll see a bunch of Nazis. And a group of people who don't seem to be at all bothered that they're standing next to Nazis. Mm -hmm. uh, out in front of us, you'll see Donald Trump using explodey murder as jingly keys. But uh, also, let's not forget, on the left, where Nancy Pelosi is about to happily submit the articles of impeachment against Donald Trump to the Senate. Just as soon as they write a very small paragraph with a topic sentence describing a fair trial. Spoiler, they cannot. Nope. Oh, okay, you turn around and we'll put whichever president we agree to impeach on your desk. Final offer. Final <laughs> so, offer. If he weighs more than a duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Senate convened again last week after their holiday and their first order of business was a speech from Mitch McConnell about how Nancy Pelosi is smarter than him and how it's not fair. He literally speaks in the words of an angry little boy whose sister is obviously way more intelligent and is currently winning at a game, and he's furious. Unwilling to say the words, fine, I'll do a fair trial that seeks to gather information related to the case. Instead of that, McConnell whined out loud on the Senate floor, quote, their turn is over. <laughs> and then he explained that Senate Republicans are going to play a different game and hold their breath until mom yells at someone. So that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, Karen Pence was unreachable for comment about that. <laughs> to be fair, Mike is down to two feedings a day and they caught her right during that vital 2 p.m. feed. Mm -hmm. So I get why she wasn't <laughs> saying anything. And uh, what other detail? At the end of this little tantrum, McConnell proudly announced that GOP senators would wait for Pelosi and in the meantime, they'd spend most of their time being senators so that answers the question nobody ever asked him ever <laughs> everyone was like what yeah your jobs do yep. your jobs that's yeah we assumed uh by the way that does include a five sentence essay but if you can't manage that yeah other senatoring i don't know what the fuck are you talking about yes do your job hey Heath, don't shit on it republican senators doing their jobs would be a nice change of pace yeah Let's no shit i haven't seen towards. that in a while mouth Weird promise. And just to be clear, the evidence gathering that Chuck Schumer and Senate Democrats are asking for is testimony by administration officials who were involved in the case. Trials that don't have those people are called not trials. They're just called 
arguing. That's just yeah, arguing. I don't think That's McConnell nothing. wants any of that either. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Seems like the perfect time to finally hear from all those people who Trump blocked from testifying before the House committee because they might exonerate him too fast. I, I have no idea. And he's bombing Iran. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> yep. Great. Well, on that note, we're going to take another quick break for a word from our sponsor, Policy Genius. Moon boots now. Moon boots now. Guys, Moon. guys, what what is with all this shouting? Oh, hey, hey, Noah, we're protesting. Protesting what? Uh, it's 2020. We were promised phasers and spaceships and moon boots, and especially moon boots. Okay, yes. well, actually, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but much of science fiction was in Booner, Booner, Booner. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're not amazing at telling the future, but that's why there's policy genius. What's Policy Genius. Do they sell moon boots? Excellent question. Policy Genius makes finding the right insurance a breeze. In minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You can save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy, they can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance. Wow, that sounds easier than food pills. It is. So your science fiction dreams for 2020 still haven't become science fact. Don't get discouraged. Get life insurance. It only takes a few minutes to find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. Policy Genius. We'll always get the future wrong. Better get life insurance right. Okay, why would anyone want food pills? Uh, Heath, you forget I'm vegan. Got it. Yep. And we're back. Next up in headlines, in putting the POTUS back in nepotism news tonight. <laughs> I was absurdly proud of that one, by the way. The folks over at Axios teamed up with SurveyMonkey and decided that the existential dread that permeates your every breath leading into the 2020 election is insufficient. So they decided to ask nearly 2,000 Republicans who they'd be most likely to support for the 2024 elections. And among the cavalcade of horrors were none other than bestish-selling author Donald Trump Jr., <laughs> And professional recipient of nepotism, Ivanka Trump. Okay, I'm wow. pretty sure that they just said Donald Trump, and when the survey guy started to speak, they were like, Junior, Junior, can't get mad, <laughs> Junior. Can we get Fred? No, he's gone. Okay, yeah, J Donald, Junior, great. Uh, I, I will say, though, in fairness, Republicans hate teen centers. They do. So, Donnie Junior, Ivanka, that's perfect. So, yeah, not that a poll five years out means much more than, you know, I've heard of that person. And not that the average Trump supporter is statistically likely to make it another half decade without a fatal fucking toaster incident. But it's still pretty <laughs> goddamn horrifying that these assholes look at Schmuckle Orange and their first thought is that maybe he's too experienced. Yeah, the problem with Donald Trump is that he was president before millions of white supremacists seeded everything he said and did. We need a guy who comes that way. Is there a way? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, wait until they all find out Ivanka is Jewish. They're going to be <laughs> right? so goddamn conflicted. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but how fucked up would that be? Ivanka Trump, America's first Jewish president. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it's so about time. The Jews would self-destruct at the same time. Yeah, no shit. 
All right. <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant will explode somewhere. <laughs> and to give you an idea what a barren wasteland that party is, by the way, the top choice in the survey... Mike fucking Pence. <laughs> right. Keep in mind that before signing on to the Trump ticket, he was mostly known for ruining Indiana's economy through his homophobia and being the only Republican that wouldn't tell Donald Trump to fuck off when he was offered that spot. <laughs> right. Now, Junior took the number two spot, but it's worth noting that Trump Jr. is the top choice for young Republicans. I don't know. They didn't spell out an age range and given the demographics of the party. I think young might refer to 62 and under. But still, I think it's important that we all remember that there is to a worse and the GOP has marked out a goddamn path to it. Yeah. Whew. Pence was an afterthought to Chris Christie, just yep. to be clear. Yeah. No, he That's was willing he to take a job where Chris Christie was like, I don't know, man. I don't think I want to sacrifice my political have, future like the, that. I have the integrity to not do this. I'm Chris Christie. <laughs> Mike Pence, why don't you jump in? Great. And he did. I'll take it, mother. <laughs> and in Noah Stone Unturned news tonight, you know, now that Noah thinks about it, we don't see Tom and Cecil enough. There's something about our friendship that's just too good to limit to a couple of visits a year and the occasional 500th episode extravaganza-tacular, and all that has nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with the fact that Illinois legalized marijuana starting January 1st. I, I mean, you know, look, that's nice and all, but... Chicago's looking at a high of 39 today. I'm looking at 72 down here, so I'm just saying it's... You know, it's not like there wasn't weed in Illinois on December 31st. You know how that... <laughs> yeah, yes. and That's... people are barbecuing in Chicago at 39. They're excited. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a spring day. So how much money did the Prairie State take in? According to state officials, $3,176,256.71 across 77,128 transactions on the first day alone. Impressive. Um, and by the way, that works out to about $40 per transaction, <laughs> which means people are still super fucking dumb. They could buy an ounce at a discount and not worry about a felony if they get pulled over anymore, but they're still going to get a couple of 20 bags and then go back to the store again tomorrow like fucking idiots. Just buy a big bag. We, we missed out on selling individual Capri Suns to the American public. <laughs> uh, but this does get better. See, unlike other legalizing states, Illinois has included a vital policy of expungement in their legalization yes. as well. So yes. on Tuesday, Kudos prior to, to the start of legal pot sales, the Illinois governor announced pardons that would expunge 11,017 misdemeanor convictions for cannabis offenses involving less than 30 grams. And that, perhaps even more than how relaxed Noah will be at the next Citation Needed live show, is worth celebrating. Good work, Illinois. This is really good work. Well done. And finally tonight, the Golden Globe Awards happened last night. Ooh, ooh, and really? does anybody know who won stuff? I didn't pay attention. <laughs> oh, it was swept by it was, the heart. It was rending movie film. Pa Parasite. Pat's the I film. I bet Parasite won something. Paras so, yeah, we're recording it. this at 2 p.m., by the way. He's being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not going to pay attention tonight either. Yes, yeah, well, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah I not that I'd be doing any better if we'd recorded after. <laughs> right. You guys wouldn't know. Come on. Considering they're the Mr. Pib of film right. awards. Yeah. G given that, they decided to get some extra attention this year by making their celebrity dinner gala into an all-vegan event for the first time ever. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, get excited, vegans. And their official reason 
was to send a good message about helping the environment. This is good stuff. I'm proud of them. Now, there's currently a giant debate about this regarding... It's just a big back and forth, total carbon footprint, total water usage, local meat versus imported plants, Yelly Rant versus Yelly Rant. It's a whole bunch of stuff. A bunch of those are bad arguments, just to be clear. I'm aware of that. Um, so based on my exhausting journey through a bunch of that stuff, it looks like we could certainly improve the human effect on the environment by moving towards a more plant-based diet. That is very clear to me. So... Go ahead and cue a giant series of yelly rants from both sides about the very non-controversial statement I just made. I mean, Heath, to be fair, it's 2020. There literally are no non-controversial statements anymore. That's true. That's true. I, look, I got, I've, I've sparked several blood feuds over whether or not this is a new decade, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? It's I, the 20s. It's, I, it's, it's obviously 20s. a it's new goddamn decade. What the fuck are you... Obviously oh, well, there was it no is. Weird zero. Why, why the fuck would that matter in order How for is this that to relevant? be a goddamn decade? I have to subtract back every other decade and come to zero? Why? No. <laughs> all, all spans of 10 years are called decades either way, regardless of... What are you talking about? And but but just, we name our decades after that first goddamn the, number. The number, The yes. third digit is the damn decade. That's anyway. the decider. Ridiculous. Okay, but it's called 21st Century Fox. Fuck you! <laughs> okay, okay, all right, no, let's be clear about that. 21st Century actually did begin on 2001. The fucking 1900s ended in 2000, right? So... So what? <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with the decades? And we're still having a bigger celebration in 2000 than 2001 yes, on New Year's I, Eve, even I, though that's true. Right. Just because intuitively the number matters. Yeah. Right. Because, we're, because, because we were more excited about ending the 1900s than we were about starting the 21st century. Which makes yep. fucking sense because no one gives a shit but historians about that other one. The rest of us have to write shit down. That's why the year matters to us. Yeah, we're just signing checks over here. I'm, right. I'm sorry, you were doing a fucking story about <laughs> that had nothing also, to do with this. Yeah. There was For also, red Eli is signing paper checks, apparently. That's weird. <laughs> okay, back to the story. Sorry. So here's what happened. Uh, a bunch of beautiful rich people and a few writers ate some vegetables. That's what happened. <laughs> and people are losing their goddamn minds. And in response, other people are losing their goddamn minds. That includes... <laughs> The American cattle industry, who very loudly started shouting how great they are, but they were saying how great they are compared to other cattle industries. It's a weird flex, but okay. Um, actually, you know what? Not okay. Bad flex, not okay. That's dumb. And again, they're freaking out because one event didn't serve the blood of our slain bounty one time. The dinner consisted of a golden beet soup, Ugh. a main dish of risotto topped with king oyster mushrooms prepared like scallops, which actually sounds great. I saw the picture. I, it looked great. If that, it was sitting next to real food, I guess. <laughs> I'm, tell, I'm telling you, though, look at the picture. It looks pretty good, except for one detail. I'll I get mean, there in a second. Looking good is not the same as being good. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's good. I, I, like, I like the mushroom thing. Um, okay. But um, th yeah, that was the main dish. And a uh, the dessert, it was... A vegan version of opera cake, which Ugh. sounds terrible. Are you like, <laughs> okay, I, I like the idea of people eating less meat and helping the environment. That's good stuff. But let's just be honest while we do that. Plenty of good reasons to eat less meat, but 
vegan dessert tastes better is not one of those reasons. No. Don't be a liar. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think the meat lobby could have just retweeted the pictures of the vegan opera cake and gotten a lot more done. <laughs> like, no. no, go ahead. Give up milk. Enjoy that. Looks great. There's no water on the table. That's not dry at all. Really, really dig in. <laughs> yeah. So that's the noise of eating a, a vegan opera cake, I would imagine. Eating any kind of vegan dessert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of wheezy puff noises. You've heard of the smoker's cough. <laughs> Sign in now for the vegan dessert's cough. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm. I've actually had a couple of good vegan desserts too. But no, yes, <laughs> stuff with butter tastes amazing. It's just true. You know, morality aside, it is true. Um, but here's a couple of amazing little details on this. The first one involves Mark Ruffalo, who, in addition to being a great actor, love love him as an actor. He's also an environmental activist and a vegetarian. Half ass and. Also, what? He's, he's also crazy stupid and the kind of guy you wish was on somebody else's side now and again. But yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's what? but he's oh, good. Is he like an anti-vaxxer or something? No. no, no. He just he just when he makes an argument, you're just like, oh, you're dumb. Let someone smart talk. Oh, uh, okay. So he's not Bruce Banner in reality. No. Well, he, he's right. definitely Bruce Banner in reality, who's like, I'm going to go in there and see what's going on with this fucking gamma ray machine. Shit's broken. What do you mean gloves? Get out of here, Gary. <laughs> it's broken. Also, circling back, did you call him a half-ass because he's a vegetarian and not a vegan, you self-righteous motherfucker? <laughs> yes, he Are you bitch. serious? What can I say? He's the agnostic of vegetarian. A vegan. <laughs> yeah, no, he's evil because like he, he puts honey in his fair trade tea. Fuck, what? Get out of here. pussy-ass bitch. Bunch of conservative bees being like, hey, fuck you. Give us our vomit back. No. What? Pussy ass bitch. <laughs> I said it. Okay. Well, Mark Ruffalo, he tweeted his support of the Golden Globes vegan dinner along with a photo of the main dish. And again, it looks pretty amazing. You can definitely replace the umami flavors of meat with skillful use of mushrooms. And looks like they did. It's good stuff. But... His photo very clearly has a large strand of hair in it, and what? nobody made fun of him or demanded to see the manager about his tweet. Nothing. I didn't say anything about that. But we did get another tweet in support of the Meatless Revolution from legendary rock star Marvin Lee Aday, a.k.a. Meatloaf, yes! which is fantastic. Meatloaf is going vegan as of 2020. And like all vegan meatloafs, he's pretty bad and we wish he wasn't a thing it's not, <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. all right so here's my personal policy recommendation about this meatless idea and uh it's gonna have a bit of nuance so everyone get ready to scream Mr. Trump, the White House has furniture. Yeah, I know that, Tyler, but it's boring. Sarah, more to the left. Okay, okay. No, my left. My left. You're. I'm doing your left. That is the same left. You are doing. You're the same. Neither of you are accurately describing left. Tyler, not now. Okay, put it down. My hands hurt. I need a break. Okay. I'm having a fruit by the foot. Aren't you supposed to take the paper off first? What? You know what? Never mind. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. 
I know it was a nuanced argument, it was a bit, bit long-winded, but I think I gave you my best approximation of a realistic goal in the landscape of ethics. I think that's important. Great. And on that <laughs> note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Dan, John, Rose, Amanda, Ken, and Chris. And a super big extra thanks for an extremely generous pledge increase by Krista. The beautiful dicks and vaginas of these fine people are my New Year's resolution. <laughs> Just to see, touch, taste, talk about whatever you guys are into, whatever you like, uh, that's my resolution. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Boo nerd, boo nerd, boo nerd. Mad Okay, okay. So we're not amazing at telling the future, but that's why there's policy. But that's why there's policy genius. Heath, I'm going to give that to you again because I absolutely was too loud and too close to my recorder. Yeah, I just chose. I made an acting choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yell moon boots again. Don't be afraid. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.